Goal setting 2020, this is where the rubber meets the road. Tribe, we are actually going to start our planning process today and I'm very, very excited because we're going macro today and then micro tomorrow. We're gonna to explain exactly what that means and a whole lot more in just one second. All right, now, before we get started, in case you haven't met, uh, I am Yanni Bormeister. Oh, and I've left my, um, uh, my computer on. Uh, my name's Yanni Bormeister, and uh, behind the camera we got uh, Richie, and next to me we have Dr. Phil. Phil, our resident physio. We I'm, are... I'm still, I'm still against the Dr. Phil name. It's not <laughs> technically correct, but... Yeah, that's it right. seems like I, I can't I, stop this freight train. He just can't <laughs> stop the freight train. I was going to get him a sign on the door saying Dr. <laughs> Phil. He still doesn't think so, but it's going to happen. Uh, now, we are Unity Gym, uh, and we are very, very passionate about turning people into superhumans. I was a little bit unsure where I was gonna go there. Now, if you wanna know how we do that, if you wanna know some of the secrets to our program, you can download our flexibility, nutrition, or strength blueprints from our brand new website, uh, unitygym.com. You'll find them all there at the bottom of every page, available to you. I always link one in the description as well. I haven't done it yet, but I will do it later. Now, we got some massive news. It's very, very exciting. I know Phil's very excited about this. I am. Took what? me like a whole day yesterday, so please. Yeah, that's right. Why don't you share? Why don't you share uh, what you're excited about? Yeah, so I talked about um, the idea of doing these episodes as a podcast because I think for this, like especially the last uh, five, four shows now, I think that you know this sort of lots of lots of talking, um, less demonstrations on the gym floor. Um, audio is is a really good way side. to engage this. Um, you know, sitting and watching an episode like this for 45 minutes, unless you've got it on the background while you're doing some work, could be a bit challenging. So, um, pass it to Phil. We have, pass it to Phil. Re oh, it we have uh, restarted the Sound of Movement podcast. So I'm gonna da da da. I'm gonna try and angle this so that because it's it's actually pretty, it's actually pretty covered in dust as 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 long as it's. And for not... those listening to the podcast, what <laughs> Yanni's actually doing is holding up a sign of the uh, the the logo. The, the logo for the podcast. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I spent yesterday getting it on um, uh, all uploaded and, and, and distributed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can find it now in Spotify and make sure you subscribe because that will mean a lot to us. Um, and it will be distributed to all the other platforms over the next coming days. I know it's on Pocket Cast already. And if you go to anchor.fm, you can find out all those links. So if you go to anchor.fm forward slash sound and movement podcast, just favor go and subscribe, make my like eight hours of, you know, in like editing and <laughs> figuring out how to like post-production sound yeah. and everything yesterday worth it. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about having that up and running. I'm an absolute podcast fiend. I get a lot of my um, information about like physio, the body, um, As business, do I. everything there. So um, I think that, yeah, I'm really excited going forward that this is a, a show that's going to be available on podcast and you can take it in your ear as you go for, you know, do doing your gym sessions or you can be on the bus or you can be, you know, uh, when you have to clean the house and you, you know, you we're, can't be looking at the We're screen. actually going to go deep into this because it's one of my productivity hacks and uh, later on that we're going to talk about on Thursday and Friday. Now, just to give you a little bit of a, an idea of how, how, how much I use audio, um, uh, I don't think I've let Phil play music for a long time, giving me a mass like I get a weekly massage from Phil. Uh, he has the uh, I call them magic hands, uh, magic elbows. Magic elbows. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't use his hands much <laughs> anymore. Yeah, but um, I, I listen to podcasts or audiobooks every time I lie on the massage table. There's an hour of reading, which would equ equate to about 20 pages for me. 
um, which is yeah, that's that's uh, that's so powerful. If you can if you can knock those little bits, little goals down step by step, very good. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk so, about that more. If you're excited about the podcast, Friday. subscribe and smash this particular like button. Yeah, smash it up <laughs> if you like the podcast. We got uh, uh, Jer um, um, um Jerakichi, I would love to know if I'm pronouncing that name right. I don't know whether it's your real name or your um, your avatar name, but uh, anyway, thank you for joining us from New Zealand at my desk again. I'm glad that you're getting a lot of work done. Yeah. Well, now you'll be <laughs> unlocked from your desk because you'll be able to listen to anyway while you. That's right. That's right. Okay, guys. So t so we're splitting the planning process into macro and micro, as I said, um, and this is like. Oh my God, this is super important. I know I've said that about every single episode of the show and I truly believe this. I truly, I'm a, I'm a stickler for goal setting and I'm also absolutely passionate about like how all the bits and pieces come together because you know some people just achieve so much more in their 24 hours than others and that really fascinates me you know because everyone most people are, are, are don't want to settle most people want more in in life most people want more out of their careers most people want more out of like more happiness uh, more of an abundance of the things that they love in their life and you know, it really fascinates me how like you get you take one person who just achieves so much in 24 hours, and someone very similar in the same community with the same environment, similar upbringings, who achieves next to nothing. And um, and, and 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 that disparity really, I'm really fascinated about. And that's sort of what we're going into here. So, from a macro standpoint, today we're going to focus on the like high level stuff, purpose values and vision because what I've learned is and I'm actually quite excited to use the whiteboard at this moment. So oh, he's going for it. <laughs> it's been can we can we go can we go here? Ooh. Yeah, Richie's high tech. He's it's been a while. It. It's been a while since I've used the whiteboard, so I, I may pull a texture out that doesn't actually work. I'm, uh, um, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not stoked at the, you know, just as I've got my podcast set up, now you go and use a bloody whiteboard. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll talk through, sure you, uh, we'll talk through what we're doing. So I've written purpose at the top, and then I'm writing vision underneath purpose. Then I'm writing values. Okay. Then I'm going to write goals. Then under that, I'm going to write. Uh, this is like I, I'm going to keep it um, uh, specific to us, and I'm going to write program. But that could that could also be um, tasks. You know, um, I'll, I'll write I'll, I'll write that here next to it. So I've just written dash, of, uh, at the bottom you've got program dash tasks, okay? One, two, three, four, and five. Now the really cool thing about creating alignment between these five key areas of your life is that we don't focus, once we, once we understand our purpose, once we understand what really drives us, what gets us out of bed in the morning, and what uh, and we and we're clear. We have clarity on our values. What delivers the most happiness in our life? You know, uh, examples of values can be family, um, uh, finances, or wealth creation. A, a really strong value for Kalisha and I is exploration. So we love to travel. We love to travel to new countries. That's why we were in Europe for a month just recently. Um, 
you know, defining the, 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 the key things that deliver the most happiness in your life, uh, having that align with your vision, you know, what's the big picture for you? What does it look like? Like, do you plan out years in, a, in, in head? I, I'm going to scare you guys for a moment and, and, and say that I have a 50-year plan, you know, and that includes career, finances, relationships, travel, where I've wanted to visit. Um, and, and of course, this gets updated every year, but I, I draw it out. Like, this is what it looks like. This is how much money I'm going to have in 50 years if, if I stick to my plan. Uh, all that sort of thing. This is where I'm going to have traveled. This is the people I'm going to have met and connected with, you know. Uh, so that's your vision. Of course, your values, what delivers happiness, has to align to those two things. Otherwise, you, 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 you've got something seriously wrong up here. But then on a really cool micro level, your goals, your program, and your strategy, your execution, your tasks, habits, behaviors, things like that. I should actually write that down. I don't know if you can get down this far. Can you see this far, Richie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, execution is like uh, tasks, um, habits, which I'm writing here for the guys uh, on the podcast. My spelling's terrible, so... Uh, I wrote tasks up here just before because I wasn't sure if the camera would get down that low. Uh, if this stuff doesn't align, then you're in trouble. But the really, really cool thing with this, and I'll sit back down in a second and make it easier for the podcast listeners, what you focus on on a day-to-day -day basis, which we're going to talk about on Thursday and Friday, is the tasks, the daily habits, your execution. And, if you're, and the really cool thing about this is that if you align all of this, if you have um, uh, tasks that you, you know, we have a daily schedule that have literally have checks, check boxes next to all of the tasks that we need to complete. Every time you tick off a task or a project or a workout as part of your program, then essentially you're living your purpose because th these, all these things align. And this is... I cannot stress to you how much happiness this delivers in your life when you've got purpose, when you're living with purpose. And on a micro level, you're ticking off the tasks that bring you closer to your vision. And this is the concept of today. This is what I want you guys to get out of today. All of these things have to align because on the micro level, you might say like purpose, vision and values are far too high level for you. Well, that's kind of true for everyone. You don't want to be focusing on this stuff too much during the day because no amount of focus on your purpose, vision and values is going to get you to where you want to go. Your focus wants to be on the micro level day to day. Your tasks, your habits, your rituals, the execution as a whole. Is that, is that ticking off what you've got in your program or your strategy? Uh, and are you checking off those goals long term, the 12 monthers, the three years, that sort of thing? I'll, I'll come back and sit down and include... Uh, uh, include Phil in my conversation That's here. All right, I'm just uh, putting them in the comment section here for for reference. So oh, can, cool, yeah, yeah. So awesome. People can, 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 he's a gun. Well, I've got to do something while I'm sitting around here. Hey, mm. um, program. So, so uh, what we what I want you to see today is that all of the all of that stuff I put on the whiteboard aligns, and uh, this is like I guess where the magic happens. You know, most people really really look superficial they look only on the macro oh i want to set some goals and then you know the vast majority of people never achieve those goals the vast majority of people never even get close and that's a real problem for me like that, that really grinds my nerve because we're not looking we're not looking deep enough into the, the 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 why are we failing with our goals and nine times out of ten they simply don't align with our values yeah you know? i think it's like it, it's huge for um i was having a conversation with a 
with a um, patient yesterday who, you know, looking at, he wanted to come in and he had a bit of a back pain from uh, training. He's training to do adventure races, so kayaking, mountain biking and, and, and running. And he's starting off, you know, with some smaller races and wants to do some events like Coast to Coast where you're going across the whole of New Zealand doing those three disciplines, which is a really cool race. Um, but yeah, he has a bit of back pain and he was like, oh yeah, I think I just need, you know, some massage here and there and that will kind of help. But um, most injuries come from people not understanding about at like proper load management. And I've talked about this a bit before, but the biggest, biggest thing that people get wrong is their programming and their, their load management over time. And, and I really encouraged him to go through a, a, a very, I guess, similar to this, but at more training focused about like, what is the big picture? What, what are the big events that you want to be um, want to be training for? Another example is with um, one of the people in the gym is looking to play for the um, Australian uh, soccer team, the Matildas, in, in three years' time. And so she's gone through this process where she thought, okay, three years I'm trying to get to here. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've got to be at my sort of peak for these um, places along the way. But what so many people do is just think like, oh, the next tournament's coming up, I'm just going to smash myself. And they don't see that big picture and end up, um, you know, constantly overtraining and getting injured and never reaching that high goal because they haven't got that big picture and they just, you know, try and get too competitive in the short term and don't get those long-term results. That, so that's just exactly to try and bring right. it back to like a... <coughs> a the, 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 and this is why we called it the long-term um, mindset, you know, growth mindset. When I first got into business, I was fixated on what's going on right now. And business is a whirlwind. It's often referred to as the whirlwind of business. You get caught up in the whirlwind of the day-to-day -day benign tasks that are required to get you through the day and get your business through the day, get your members, um, keep your members happy. But on a, 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 a more macro um, view, where, where are you going? What direction? Who are the type of people that you most want to work with? That sort of thing you often find you don't have time to think about. And this is the same in life in general, you know, like uh, we have, um, uh, we've set like, uh, to give you an example, we've set some um, family goals this year. Uh, a, a lot of it's around investment and investing and, um, and, and uh, wealth creation goals, but a lot of them are also about just general happiness goals. And you know, we raised our children in a way that we were co-sleeping, meaning that we had the kids in our bed. Now we've got a huge king plus bed in our bedroom that's like sleeping in a cloud basically, but it became really difficult as the kids got older. My oldest son is four now and my youngest son is two or turning two uh, on the weekend. And Kalisha and I had sacrificed our relationship for that. And we felt very special. We were talking about it last night. We felt it was a very special um, thing to do. And we would not, we had no regrets about doing it. But it's become time now that we reconnect as a couple. And we've, you know, we've got a kid's bedroom and we've got beds in there for them, but they just don't sleep in them. And so one of our goals this year was to create a routine where the boys are sleeping in their bedroom. And we re reclaim our uh, our bed and then as part of that we reclaim a sense of boyfriend girlfriend uh, partners husband wife you know not just mother and father and that required you know setting date nights uh, like just scheduled permanently for the entire year you know organizing in advance babysitting and all that sort of thing so that we can go and enjoy ourselves at those times having that time an hour every night before we switch the lights off where we're just connecting uh, together ourselves, getting the kids into bed uh, an hour or two earlier every night, which is full on, man. Like I get home at night and I've got to have dinner cooked. Uh, I start cooking at 
Six o'clock, the kids are going to be fed. Then they're bathed, and then it's like bam, 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 getting them into bed. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of a process. We were really relaxed about this stuff earlier on, you know. Yeah, but uh, I guess it's that long term. You know, you want to have a, a long, healthy relationship, and the the pain of trying to put kids to bed and trying to do exactly all these right, things you know? becomes worth it in that sort of long term. That's thinking. exactly right. And so our long term goal is for Kalisha and I to have connected on a much higher level. Our short term, the way we reversed and engineered that was, okay, what do we need to do? What's going to help facilitate that? And it's all these little things, kids in bed by this time, dinner cooked by this time, kids in their own bed, you know, um, date nights once a week, hour every night where we have time to connect as a couple. You know, we just reverse engineered what does success look like to us? And surprisingly enough, like we set all these goals at the start of the year, we've already achieved most of them. The kids are in their own bed. Yes, we still have them waking up at night and we've got to go settle them and things like that, which interrupts our sleep, but probably not as much as it was interrupting our sleep with my kids' feet in my back all night in the bed and things like that, you know? So, you know, this stuff, there's so many different levels that this stuff works on, not just uh, fitness goals, not just health goals, not just career goals, not just wealth goals. It, 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 it bleeds into everything. Uh, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, I guess just to, to bring it back again to um, my example of how this kind of affects people in, in physio is that, um, yeah, that sort of, if you're not thinking about that sort of long term, you can get really distracted. And, and same for people who are just trying to get into training, you get really distracted by the short term, exciting, shiny, you know, you're kind of like looking for those little things that will make a big change to your immediate. So, you know, people not to rag on chiropractors, but they go to a chiropractor, they leave it feeling tangibly different to when they went in and they think like, oh, okay, I've got like a sense of control, I control that short term. Um, but if you haven't got, and obviously physios do manipulations as well, same thing happens with massage. People come in for a massage and they leave feeling different and they feel like that was a good investment of their time and money because they have some tangible thing in the short term. But if you think about how you can spend that time and spend that money and, and working with professionals, like really if you haven't got that sort of long-term like plan about all the other aspects of your, your life that have the good long-term effects, you can go for as many chiropractic adjustments or massages as you want and you won't become an Olympic athlete. Like that takes planning of your programs. It takes, you know, understanding of exercise technique. It takes, um, you know, that consistent effort. So I think it's just an example of, you know, with the, with the body, how you, you know, you're trying to get your, your fitness goals or your, you know, even if it's just to get pain free, if you're just kind of looking at that short term, I need to feel better right now not so useful but obviously like massage and why i still you know feel comfortable providing massages it can be a, a a short-term facilitator and if people have a longer term plan in place then i think that's a really appropriate time to use it and same yeah. with chiropractic but if you're not having a, that big picture there and your and your health professional maybe isn't talking to you about that longer term big picture then um maybe that's some questions you need to start yeah start, actually, start the have. conversation start the conversation yeah. and you know, say, look, what do you like? What's your idea of a of a longer term plan for me? You know, like, because, like, you know, yeah, I I like to say like everyone should be setting big, hairy, audacious goals. We call them the BHAG. Uh, I've adopted that. That's a Vern Harnish term. Um, who's an amazing business uh, businessman and uh, business coach, uh, business mentor, all of that, and um, it, it, like. Until you start to really, there's a saying, you know, if you, sh if, you, if you set huge audacious goals 
and you fail, you know, sh shoot for the stars. If you, f if you fail and fall short, at least you'll hit the moon. And I really believe that, you know. Um, it's very rare that I achieve all of my goals every year, but I come very close every time. And my close is probably far greater than most people's expectations of themselves every year, you know. And it's only because I set huge goals that align with my purpose. And I'm very, very clear on my purpose. My purpose in life is to deliver happiness to people. And I do that through coaching. Um, I like, I, I, I feel incredibly fulfilled uh, when I uh, affect someone else's happiness. And that can be from a, an absolute, like I have a major problem. I cannot walk past a homeless person without giving them everything I've got in my wallet. <laughs> and Kalisha, fucking hates it and and it's not in alignment with our wealth creation goals but it 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 gives me this sense of satisfaction that's deep um and and it it's it's all about the moment of of surprise and happiness that that person experiences when i give them a 50 dollar note instead of a few dollars you know uh i don't unfortunately to all the homeless people in sydney i do apologize if any of you catch this stream i don't carry a lot of cash with me anymore because it's all a wallet uh, on my phone but um i i enjoyed doing that for years you know and, it, and there's this immediate sense of like oh my god like uh how good does that feel I find that far superior to donating to a charity, although donating to a charity is probably better. Um, I just get this sense of satisfaction from doing that. So for me, like it was easy for me to discover uh, what my purpose is. You know, I want to help people succeed and and, and, and mostly become um, happy, happier. You yeah, know? so do you want to run through your the three and how you'd go about sort of setting this out and how you've done it? Absolutely. Past, just yeah, absolutely. So structured about you know, it. Because the... this stuff can take a lifetime. You know, I still speak to my mum about this and she's like, you know, you're so lucky to feel like you've found your purpose and your true calling in life at such a young age. I'm in my late 60s and I still haven't discovered that. But the thing is, like, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think it needs to have. You, you, you know, I don't think you need to have a near-death experience like I've had a few times to to find what makes you happy in life. You got to just think hard about what what it is that drives you, what it is that gets you out of bed in the morning. Like what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning, and um, and. Uh, I think that's the easiest way to sort of start thinking about your purpose. There's another. There's a lot of really good exercises that you can do. A lot of people, a lot of um, um, psychologists believe that it's very much linked to what you enjoyed doing uh, before you even knew the concept of money. So before you even knew the concept of money, and that's usually around the ages of three to eight years old. Be very observant about what your kids are enjoying at that period of time because. Um, that often is a good way, a good indication of what their true purpose is going to be like when they're an adult and they're looking for a career, you know. Uh, because here's the thing, your purpose doesn't have to uh, be um, uh, obviously monetizable, but nowadays almost anything can be monetized. And what I can say with absolute certainty is that if you're doing something to bring in an income that's not aligned with your values and purpose, you will never give it 100% effort. No. You, you just won't. You have and, to be enjoying what you're doing. And, and, and you know, if, if the, you know, you've had a job that maybe doesn't align with your, your purpose in life, like if it's facilitating your purpose in life, th you know, by giving you the financial stability to do it, then I'd argue that that's, you know, as long as you've also got the time and the, you know, the flexibility to do it. So Yeah, that's exactly think, right. That's you know, exactly right. Not I mean, can, you know, not not everyone has the luxury of just 
picking and choosing. But I'll, I'll go so far as to say, okay, my first career out of high school was in creative. I worked in advertising and I thought that I wanted to be an, a, a creative director um, or an illustrator. I used to draw comics and uh, I tried doing illustration as a freelancer and I, I, I came to realize that one of the things that I very much enjoy is just making money. Like I, I, from, the, from the earliest age I can remember, I was hustling to make money so that I could afford to do things. And I used to create jobs for myself, you know. To be an example, my stepdad's a builder. I, I basically negotiated when I was 10 years old to clean up his work sites after I finished school for three bucks an hour. And I used to go there and work until the sun went down and he'd be dragging me home going, mate, I'm not paying you anymore. You've already worked for like five hours, you know, <laughs> just to get more and more money. And, and, and by the time I was sort of 10, 11, 12, I was hustling and, and, and I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed accumulating wealth and, and, and saving it and looking at those savings going up. So there was an intrinsic link between what I did and, and sort of making money. A lot of people might say, oh, that's superficial. But I challenge you to say, no, it's not. It's, it's just perspective and what I enjoy, you know. So, it, so I came to realize after doing um, uh, creative, do, uh, being a freelance illustrator, I wasn't making very much money. I wasn't very good at it and I couldn't see a future in it and I was miserable doing it. I used to love drawing as a hobby. But when I turned that into work, it didn't facilitate these other key values I had in life. It didn't, it didn't uh, support my, my value structure and I was miserable doing it. I also loved automotive, so I quit working in creative, quit, uh, moved out of the advertising space and went and did an apprenticeship as a mechanic and then went and did a master technicians um, at, at university to become a race car engine builder and, and all of this. And uh, I didn't enjoy that either because I wasn't making any money. I was miserable all the time, you know. And so I just kept searching, searching, searching for things and, and all of that stuff I, wasn't, I, I just wasn't enjoying doing. Um, and so I've had like two or three huge career changes and every time I got to a point where I was like, I'm not, I'm not happy doing this and I started over, you know, so I, 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 I guarantee you, you can do it. You can start over and you can choose something that will, will fulfill you. Um, but it takes so a lot of balls. for all people out there thinking of starting a gym, uh, Yanni has told me that maybe that's not the best way to make money, but clearly it's bringing him just happiness. So that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, look, I've had I've had to figure out and work hard to figure out how to monetize my passions and and monetize my values, you know. And I'm doing that somewhat successfully now, but it takes a while, you know. But I'm I'm certainly like Phil made a comment before saying some of us don't have the option to do a job that gives us fulfillment. But I challenge that. I disagree. I think we all do. It's just some of us don't have the balls to, to do it. Some of us don't have the courage to take that plunge. And it, it gets hard. Like you got family and all uh, to, to support and you got, you know, you, but, but that's all about, um, you know, uh, I guess aligning your expectations, you know, like to start my business here as a, as a, a, a gym and a, uh, to start my personal training business, if I go way back to 2006 or 2004, 2005 is when I started my business, I had to move back in with my dad. I was 25 years old, you know, like, that was a huge, I had to live with my dad for about um, six years uh, where I was paying, you know, uh, contributing to rent. But I was, uh, I was living at home and I copped a lot of flack from my siblings and uh, my friends, you know, because I was there in my late 20s still living with, uh, at home. Because now the, the very rent. common in uh, 
Sydney millennials because Sydney uh, renting prices are crazy. It's, so it's, it's so quite expensive. Common now, well, but. I had to make that <laughs> sacrifice. You know, I couldn't afford to have my own apartment or live with a mate and have my own apartment where we were paying a lot of money while I was starting up a business. You make these huge sacrifices. And I s simplified my life absolutely. And from time to time, when we were starting this business up, you know, Rad and I spoke about the concept of sleeping in our gym to, to reduce our overhead so we didn't have to pay ourselves, you know. Uh, we would make those sacrifices happily because we're, you know, this is, we're, this is our passion. This is what we want to do, you know, and if push came to shove and the, uh, the economy dipped and we, and, 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 you know, we lost a lot of members here. Yeah, we would be doing things like that. You know, we, for the first five years of opening this gym, I lived in a shoebox apartment with my, with uh, Kalisha, my fiance and our kids, a one bedroom. It was about 50 square meters. And, uh, but it was right across the road from work. So I could be here at five o'clock in the morning easily, you know, and it was very, very uh, cost effective. It drove Kalisha mad, but she's, a, she's an absolute rock and she understood why we were doing it. And, uh, and now, you know, we're in a much better position. So, you know, yeah, you may have to sacrifice to, to start this process of uh, finding your purpose and actually living it and, and monetizing it but it's like, how much do you want it? And this is all part of that long-term vision. You might have to eat shit for a year or two or even five years, but where do you want to sit? Where do you want to be in 10 years? You know, if you're doing something that you're miserable with, sacrifice five years and then live the rest of your life happy and fulfilled. Yeah. I could keep going on. So I want to yeah. let Phil Clearly. interject no, no, no. and, 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 uh, uh, yeah, I guess, um, what I was thinking of trying to just before we, we wrap up is is figuring out ways in which uh, do you have like a particular way in which you encourage someone to go about like would you say writing a big mind map of everything yep. or would okay, you okay let's let's go to the whiteboard quickly oh, and let's show you some action <laughs> steps so um, the first the first thing that we want to do is get the uh, the values and like the purposes it, it can be really difficult guys and I don't want people to sit there just pondering. To, to start with, and it'll evolve uh, over time, to start with, you just want to think of, okay, what drives me to get out of bed? Like what would, even if I wasn't earning money, what would get me out of bed in the morning? You know, uh, I, I like to think that your purpose doesn't necessarily need to be directly linked to, to um, earning money. You, it, it's got to be linked to happiness. And that's probably the, like, you know, on a macro level. To find your values... I like to like uh, basically choose. Uh, I always get this wrong, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just have a crack at this and see if that gives me twelve spaces. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh my god, I got it right. He's done it. Okay, so I call. I'm gonna jump over here so I'm not blocking the camera. I call this what like a, a values a, a assessment wheel. And I like to just brain dump things that I get really happy thinking about, like um, uh, education. I love leveling up my education. Uh, I'm not, and, and I would like, let's say on another page, you just brain dump and get like 20 things down on, on paper, or uh, I say a minimum of t uh, 12, okay? Education, wealth, uh, investing, um, family, relationships with like friends or loving relationships, uh, spirituality, 
um, travel or exploration, uh, fitness, health, you know, what are the things that really make you happy? And then once you've brain dumped, you might end up with like 50. You want to get it down to 12. The 12 that deliver the most happiness when you think about them. Like just think if, if these were the priorities in your day, how happy would you be, you know? And then write them down, you know, um, uh, wealth. There's no particular order. Health. Um, uh, uh, travel is one for me. Family is one for me. Education is one for me that could be there. Um, uh, you know, relationships are very important to me. I get a lot of happiness hanging out with my friends, hanging out with my fiance, um, hanging out with my business partners. Um, the, these guys are my closest friends because I spend the most amount of time with them. You Good know. Crew. Um, what's that? It's a good crew. Yeah, it's a really good crew. You know, we've got a mad team here. Hanging out with my tribe. My tribe is an absolute uh, value for me. You know, being able to give back. My community um, uh, is really important. I, I like to do as much to benefit my community. That's why Rad and I deliver, like, uh, produce so much free content because we love giving, uh, giving, giving, giving. If our content makes you a little bit more healthy and a little bit more happy as a result, then we're living our purpose. It's so easy for us. So you're going to put your 12 things in here. And then what I like to do is um, sort of score yourself from one to 10 in all of these things, you know? Okay, we know that these are the things that make you happy. So how are we doing? How are we scoring in these things, you know? How wealthy are you? Uh, one to 10. How healthy are you? Score yourself one to 10. How much are you making time to travel if that's important to you? Score one to 10. How much quality time are you spending with your family? How much are you educating yourself? You know, the, and the, your values might be different to my values, you know? Once you've got a score in each of these areas, that's going to give you an idea of where you need to focus to create goals, you know? And you might find that all you've thought about now is that you want to do a 60 second handstand. But in hindsight, that's not going to deliver a hell of a lot of happiness to you. You might find that there are other areas of your life that need a little bit more of your attention. And I like to then basically take the five things out of here that score the lowest, that you're, you're, you're failing on the most. Um, for those of you who watched our earlier one, spirituality. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, I've just listed a bunch of things. Wealth, health, travel, family, education, relationships, my tribe, my community, spirituality. I'm trying to think of my last three. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, which is uh, a little bit embarrassing. Um, uh, oh, my God. Korea, my business. Um, Weighing more than rad. How do you spell Korea? <laughs> Double E. Double E, yeah, yeah. It's not double R. Yeah. Uh, yeah, weighing more than rad. Um, uh, you know, these are the things that make me tick. These are the things that really, that I really like to focus on. And so I, I just keep an eye on where I'm scoring myself. And I do this exercise every year. And then I build my annual plan, my goals, based on the, the areas that I need more work on, you know. So last year uh, was a big one on, on spirituality for me and spirituality for me is not religion that doesn't mean religious beliefs that means connecting to my consciousness my inner consciousness uh, and so 
Um, I start really started focusing on my daily meditation and things like that. I'm getting the, the wind-up music going. We've got to wind this up. But this is a really good first step. First of all, defining those 12 or 10 values on your values wheel and then giving yourself a score on all of those. Remember, the values are what make you the most happy in life. And they don't, you don't need to have 12, you could have 10, you'd have a few less, you know. Um, and then from there, only once you've got clarity on what makes you happy are you ever going to um, uh, be able to set goals that really truly make you uh, happy, that, that you want to actually achieve. Because if you don't find happiness, if you fail to find happiness in the things you're striving for, it'll produce mediocre results. Let's dive back over here so Phil can be part of the wrap up. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that again because that's so poignant to this, this discussion. If you fail to find happiness in the things that you're striving for, you will achieve mediocre results. It, you, you, you're just never going to put 100% in. And, um, and that's, you know, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, if you're striving for a, a leaner body, and, and one of the things that you enjoy most is hitting a beer garden on Sundays and just smashing beer with your friends, uh, your goals don't align with your values, you know. And you can change your values over time. As you change and evolve as a human being, so too will your values, you know. And so too will your purpose. Uh, you might find that, yeah, what you, what you loved a decade ago and what fulfilled you a decade ago, it doesn't um, do it for you anymore, you know. So this stuff is going to be constantly evolving. Upgrading your software. Upgrading <laughs> your software, changing your story. That's exactly what we spoke about last week. That's why I review this stuff every year, you know, because I want to know that what I was working on and there's things from last year that I didn't achieve that just get bumped into this year. And I want to know that they're still important to me, you know. Um, does that, have I, have I made any sense at all today? No, no, I think that's really good. And like, I think, you know, again, this is one of those times to be really brutally honest with yourself. Sometimes, you know, when you're, you're doing these things, you feel like you should have certain things up there that, you know a good person would have but it's something where you just gotta be really brutally honest and really true to yourself and and you know if like you i don't know the thing that really truly does make you happy is i don't know like this, 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 online streaming you playing computer games online yeah like if that's your true happiness instead of being like a healthy person then yeah. like be honest with then yourself gaming has to go up on your value yeah, that's yeah. exactly right and it's interesting i had a conversation with my friend scott swallow who's coming on on friday and he's a beast with this stuff as well and if you see what he's achieved in his life it's like whoa okay this guy knows what he's doing and he spoke about two different values, two types of values, the ones that you like to talk about in public and the ones that you don't like to talk about in public. And usually the ones that you don't like to talk about in public are the ones that are going to drive you the most. Yeah, right. uh, and that's a really interesting way of looking at this. So you might like something just because it makes you look like a freaking badass, you know, and, uh, and, and, and that's really important to you. How you present to other people is really important to you. Then you need to that needs to be included in, in the way you, pro, you, know, you process this and the way you set your goals and things yeah. like that. You know? Don't hide from the things that, that make you the most happy or give you the most sense of satisfaction. Yeah. You know? And I definitely think there's like uh, just an example of how I've seen this sort of play out with some people where you um, sort of see that maybe they uh, are trying to control their happiness by really just hammering just that one slither of the, the 12 things and they're, you know, maybe like if they just, you know, get a visible six pack or that whatever like that, that will kind of like mask the rest of them but if you add up the numbers from you know the other 12 like 
you know, even if you're scoring a, a, a nine or a 10 in aesthetics, if that's one of your goals, then like you're, you're still going to be trumped by the other 90% there. So that's just right. do keep in mind that- yeah, That's a really good point. And a really good example of that is the amount of billionaire or millionaires that commit suicide because they're miserable. You know, like a lot of people think that money is a driving factor, but it, there's very few people that I've met who are actually, uh, who actually find that money delivers happiness to them. You know, the things that they can do with money might help, but um, you know, there are so many miserable millionaires and it, it doesn't always um, necessarily, and, and, and also, you know, what you have to sacrifice from that value wheel to get that one thing, you got to look at that. You got to. There's got to be some level of balance there. Now, I'm a huge fan of the concept of life being like an orchestra, and you're the you're the conductor. Um, you can't have you can't have a constant crescendo. You know, you can't have everything just going 100%. You've got to basically. You know, at some time in your life, really work on your wealth creation. At other times, really work on your health, you know, at other times. But there always is this balancing act of this creating this beautiful symphony with your life, you know. And so you might be starting to let the numbers drop in certain aspects if that's. That's exactly right. And most people do this. Most people sacrifice health, family and all sorts of things for education, career or wealth. And I see that so many times. We have really wealthy people come through the door. We've trained some of the wealthiest, most affluent people in the country, and they're here to regain those things that are super important to them, health, uh, family, and their relationships, you know, because they've had to sacrifice that for too long. So this is why it's really powerful to do this every year, because you can get away with making a sacrifice for a year, but when it goes to five years to a decade, you, may, you, you, you break things that are almost un irreparable, you know? Uh, especially relationships. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, Good. let's bring this in for a landing. Tomorrow we're going to go micro. Tomorrow we're going to talk about how to actually reverse engineer goals that align with all of this stuff. Uh, I hope that I've planted some seeds of thought into everybody today uh, in regards to purpose, what gets you out of bed in the morning, uh, irrespective of whether it's monetized or not and values, what delivers the most happiness in your life. Uh, and you know, the vision really is just those two things combined, big picture. What does that look like? You know, in 20 years, my vision is 50 years. I've got a 50 year vision and it just rolls. And I know, I wanna know, uh, I have a very, very high hope that I'm gonna live for a very long time with modern technology and nanotechnology and all the cool things that are coming out these days, you can expect that most people will live, you know, 80 to 100. That life expectancy is just going up and up and up and up. So I'm preparing for that, you know. What if I live to 100? What's that last 20 years of my life gonna be? I certainly don't wanna be on a pension relying on other people to support me financially. And I certainly don't wanna be in a walking frame struggling to walk around every day. So I'm looking very long term, you know, yeah. and everything, uh, everything I do aligns to that. Yeah, I uh, love it. I uh, definitely am going to give that wheel a go. I think that's, um, yeah, something for me to get on with for the this afternoon. Thank you so much to everyone who's um, put in comments on the on the live stream there. Uh, we couldn't stop the Yanni freight train of enthusiasm <laughs> about this, so sorry we didn't get a time I'm to do sorry. that. And there's a few comments on the last videos as well. We'll, we'll get to when we uh, have a bit of a chance. But just, just very quickly before we wrap up, hello, Karina. Thank you so much for joining. Hello, Cohen Parker, Bioxide. That sounds very um, sciencey. Um, Richard Lillies, you can piss off. No, I'm kidding, uh, of course. Um, 
uh, Jerichichi, I'm glad that I got the pronunciation right. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I'd love to see all 10 people that join live smash that like button. Unless you really dislike us, then hit the dislike button twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Um, and yeah, we, uh, as I said at the beginning of the episode, we have got this set up as a podcast now. So please, um, even if you don't listen to this um, podcast, go and subscribe. So it helps us out. It helps other people find it. Uh, leave some reviews. Again, things should be um, on all podcasting platforms in the next couple of days, but for now it's currently on Spotify and Anchor. Um, so yeah, look for Sound of Movement podcast and we'll be putting links in. Look for that um, wicked um, morphed image of my brother and I yeah. um, fighting for exposure. Yeah, when are we going to put me in there? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to go. go. <laughs> the, you'll be the third eye. Yeah, I'll be the third eye. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we will let Richie go and teach his class. Uh, he hates when we go more than 45 minutes. It's pretty bad. Yeah, um, no lunch for Richie. No lunch for Richie, basically. <laughs> We've just kept him in an all-day fast. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining us. I can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to really dive deeper into the reverse engineering of your specific goals. You're going to love it. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.